At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again on the HHC winning edition, and what a win it was. I know beating a team that was 19-46 and 46 and dead last in the conference, ordinarily is not something to celebrate, but last night's 102-99 to win over the Detroit Pistons really felt like something special for a Hornets team that was extremely shorthanded. We'll break down the victory. We're going to talk about how it's the latest reason why LaMelo Ball should win Rookie of the Year. And for me, it actually kind of puts him over the top once again. And we'll talk about the reason why this game was such a nail-biter, the injuries and absences that have befallen this Hornets squad. To help me on all these topics, she's one of our favorites here on the HHC, Charlotte Hornets manager of social media, Diana Biffle, back once again. Diana, how are you? Doing well, especially after that win. How are you? Doing great. Agreed, especially after a win like that. And let's talk about it. 102 to 99. In fact, before we talk about it, I want to let head coach James Borrego talk about it because this truly was a team win. Now, for those who are not fully up to speed, let's bring you into this. The Hornets were once again dealing with significant injuries and absences. Not significant like the LaMelo ball broken wrist where it's like he's going to be out for a significant amount of time. I mean, the plethora of injuries added up to some significant absences. No Gordon Hayward for this one. No Devontae Graham. No Cody Martin. No Miles Bridges. No P.J. Washington. Again, we'll get into injuries and absences more later. But all of those missing players represent about 60 points per game worth of offense that the Hornets had to replace. And it took every member of the roster that played last night to eventually do it. Here's what J.B. had to say about the team victory. Just a grind-out win, as you said. 
I think multiple guys stepped up at different periods in the game. I thought Caleb was fantastic in the first half. Really gave us a boost there. Had great energy on both ends of the floor. Jalen, his defense was infectious tonight. You know, we needed all that length out there, being out man, but he gave us great effort. He gave us what he could offensively as well. Melo made big plays down the stretch. You know, I think that's why he's built for those moments, those big fourth quarter winning plays, big shots, big steals, uh, big free throws. I mean, all that thing, all of that adds up to a winning player. So he's been fantastic uh, since he's been back. Terry, obviously, we needed every point that Terry gave us. I know it's not his typical shooting night, 8 for 23. It'll be better on Thursday, but he found a way to, to help us win this game. Brad Wanamaker off the bench was, was great. I mean, both sides of the ball needed every minute he was out there. His effort, his playmaking, his decision-making, his shot-making was, was huge for us. And then Zeller, I thought – we won't win this game without Zeller, and you got to give him credit. You know, took stitches, took a, you know, a big hit to the mouth, and he could have been out. He came back and battled, and we don't win that game without Zeller. So give those guys a ton of credit. Just kept battling, found a way to win. Diana, he pretty much summed it all up. But your thoughts after JV's thoughts on this 102-99 to team victory? JV really said it all, but, you know, like he said, this was – such a team win and it was a game where we really needed people to step up and they did so like he mentioned Jalen McDaniels really stepped up last night Caleb Martin stepped up Jalen had his first career double double so that was super exciting just a really hard fought win where every point mattered every free throw mattered gosh and and what a good point coach made about Cody Zeller he had you know came off the, the court bleeding pretty badly, got five stitches, came right back into the game. So just really shows the passion this team has and the drive they have to make a playoff run. Long three attempted by Rogier, no good. Offensive board by Martin right on cue. Ends it off to Ball. Ball slipped it to Zeller who hammers it down with a right hand. Ball is pumped up. Zeller showing as much emotion as a man who acquired five brand-new stitches today can. And the Hornets expand the lead to nine. Cody Zeller, really, just what a gritty performance. And he's been up and down in terms of playing, not playing for the last two weeks or so here. And what a professional to stay ready, be ready, night in and night out. And in this night in particular, I mean, he got hammered to the face. He took a clean elbow across the jaw. He's bleeding from the mouth immediately. Five stitches. He's not even wearing a mask. He's not putting anything on. I mean, this era of masks now, he was not wearing a mask with five fresh stitches to the face and still ends up contributing 11 points, eight big rebounds. He was a plus 12. He was the number one player on the Hornets last night in plus minus. Just a great, great performance by Cody Zeller. He really embodies toughness because this is not the first time I've seen Cody Zeller bleed, whether it's his nose or his mouth. He has had that happen several times just in the time that I've worked in the Hornets because he's not afraid to get in there and maybe to get hurt but but make a play, and he's always willing to come back. So really grateful for that and, and glad that – I hope he's okay. I hope he's not in too much pain tonight, but we definitely appreciated his – return to the court looking at more of the role players who contributed brad wanamaker we talked to him after the game last night after the win and i thanked him for establishing a new season high because i was tired of looking at his old one because it was when he was with golden state and he did it against charlotte so we get that out of his stat column now 15 points season high 
for Brad Wanamaker. Another guy who was huge last night, particularly in the first half, was Caleb Martin. Zeller gives left side. It's Martin into the lane. Martin up with a runner. Gets it to go, plus the foul. Martin, aggressive. He has been kept on the bench for several games out of the rotation, but he's playing exquisitely here. Another player who really stepped up and answered the bell. 34 minutes for a guy who really had not been playing for weeks to not just get ready, but to stay ready despite a long time of inactivity. And he comes through with the season high 17. Yeah, I was really impressed and excited to see Caleb out there for, like you said, for 34 minutes and contributing in every way that he could. I'm sure Cody was also very proud of his brother for for stepping in when when he couldn't be there. And finally, of the the role players stepping up, getting some love here after this big 102-99 win over the Detroit Pistons, let's go to Jalen McDaniels. Biombo kicks it out to ball, whips a pass downstairs for McDaniels, who gets the lay-in. What a dime! As pretty a pass as you are going to see, that was something. Pretty enough for certain to be on a poster. Ended up being the poster play of the day. I know, it's very hard to find highlights that don't involve LaMelo Ball. We will talk about LaMelo shortly here. But Jalen McDaniels, first career double-double. 10 points, 12 rebounds. The 12 rebounds a career high. Diana, this is the third consecutive game that McDaniels has either tied or established a career high in rebounding. And, you know, right now with the absences, which again we'll talk about later, it makes it more difficult to play small ball. But the Hornets still managed to do it. McDaniels playing the four. That's a leaner guy, less of a you know power forward center type presence in there, or at least you would think so at power forward. And yet he comes through with 12 rebounds. He has really shown something in terms of his versatility over this last and latest stretch. He really has. And I mean, along with, of course, Miles this season, I think he's taken another really unexpected jump that I've been really surprised and excited to see. He stayed ready, and when his time came this season, he's contributed along the way every time he's had a chance to start. I think he's grown more confident over the season as well, and that's become more apparent. And then, of course, having players around him like LaMelo Ball to you know feed him these awesome dunks Things like that, I think that only that only builds his confidence more, and I'm really pumped that we have a role player like that in Jalen McDaniels because we weren't really sure what his role was going to be on the team this year. So really excited for him and, and excited to see what more is to come as he gains even more confidence and experience. Huge game for the entire Hornets roster, everyone contributing something in this 102-99 to win. It improves the team's record to 32-33. and It drops the magic number to make the play-in tournament as a whole down to three, meaning only three wins basically are needed in the last seven games, and that's without getting any help from either Toronto or Chicago. And in order to make the 7-8 game, which has a huge advantage, of course, in terms of making it into the playoffs if you have to play in the play-in altogether, the Hornets' magic number there is down to six. So things looking up for Charlotte right now. We'll continue to talk about last night's game because we got to talk about the performance of LaMelo Ball. Diana will help us with that in just a moment here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, be sure to download the Hornets app on your mobile device. 
The Hornets app is your access to all new features and exclusive content, including the new game day experience for every game this season. La play ball, swipes it, steals it to Rozier. Three on one Rozier to make Daniels for the throwdown. Oh, what a look. The bravura of LaMelo Ball setting that play in motion. And Jalen McDaniels finishes for a five-point Hornets lead. Yep, I went 800 SAT score word on that one. Bravura, great technical skill and brilliance shown in a performance or activity. LaMelo's bravura. It was incredible what he was able to do last night in this 102-99 to win for the Hornets. Charlotte Hornets manager of social media, Diana Biffle, here with us to continue to break down the win. And we'll talk about this in the context of LaMelo Ball for Rookie of the Year as well. But the Hornets simply do not win that game without LaMelo last night. And you can say that about a lot of players, but what made LaMelo's effort particularly special is how intertwined so many of his plays are to the winning plays other guys had. Jalen McDaniels, both highlights we had for him from last night's game are based off plays that are started by LaMelo Ball. His two steals, both of them led to consequential buckets. And in the crucial moments of this game, it's hanging in the balance. He's at the line with less than six seconds remaining, and he just drills two free throws less than a week after returning from a wrist that he fractured less than two and a half months ago. Simply an incredible performance. It was unreal, truly the whole, I mean, that highlight you just played the sound for, unbelievable. Just something that can't be taught. He not only stole the ball, but tipped it right to Terry. And then Terry has a beautiful pass. It's just such a, such an incredible play overall. But like you said, all started by LaMelo's steal. And, you know, you look at his numbers for tonight, and, of course, you know, he does have 23 points. But he also, like you said, it's hard to have a highlight that doesn't involve LaMelo Ball. So our team, our social media team, is pulling highlights throughout the game. And we noticed, Sometimes it's like, wow, we've had three plays, three highlights in a row that are started with LaMelo Ball. We always want to make sure we're giving, you know, due credit to all of the players contributing. But it's difficult to exclude LaMelo because he is part of so much. He really is already such a floor general, always making and creating plays for other people as well as himself. One of the things that we like best about LaMelo is in the midst of this season where a lot of the talk, admittedly we're responsible for a lot of it here on the Hornets Hivecast, about should LaMelo be rookie of the year, he could not care less. He is focused solely on winning and getting this team into the postseason. Last night afterwards, LaMelo touched on the victory. Uh, yeah, definitely was a big game. I mean, we all came in today knowing we had to win. So, I mean, the whole team just locked in on that, coaches, players, staff, everybody. It came out with the win, so yeah, we all have. He makes it sound a lot easier than it really is. He makes it look a lot easier than it really is as well. Diana, you mentioned that the team is about to undertake or is in the process of undertaking a campaign to trumpet LaMelo Ball for Rookie of the Year because while his play does a lot of talking for him, he personally is not necessarily willing or wanting to advocate for himself. But the team, we're happy to do so for him. Talk about what goes in to a campaign for something like Rookie of the Year and how all-encompassing it is through the social media and communications departments. 
Yeah, so, I mean, this is something when we drafted LaMelo, it was on our radar even back then that this was possibly something that we were going to return to and talk about is the Rookie of the Year campaign. And then quickly, after watching him play and, and seeing the conversation in the media picking up even early in the season when the rookie ladder was released time after time with LaMelo on top of it, also having multiple Rookie of the Month awards, we knew pretty quickly that, okay, we're going to have to have a Rookie of the Year campaign. Now, there's not too much I can reveal at this point because the campaign has not begun yet in terms of kind of what we're thinking for it. But Can I ask, is it just take that fourth quarter and send it? Like, just send the video of the fourth quarter? Like, that would be an easy, somewhat lazy way, so that'd be my way of doing it. (laughs) Yes, I mean, that's the thing. Lamella's doing a lot of the work for us. The conversation, like I said, has been sparked since day one people are always talking about who's it going to be and then of course when he got hurt we didn't know what you know what his chances might be because first of all we didn't know how long it would be for him to recover he's recovered incredibly quickly and seems to be doing pretty well he he says after every game so far he says you know my wrist is just feeling better and better every night you know he's still taking care of it putting heat on it but overall he seems to be really fully recovered on the court and no one knew how long that was going to take so you know I guess that you know he's 19 years old he heals quickly and and I'm, I'm really happy about that and then he hasn't missed a step so he's back and he's making these unbelievable full court passes steals incredible assists you know baseball passes like to yesterday you know it's just crazy so the conversation like I said it's already been happening this entire season so really our job is a communications and social media digital departments we're all just wanting to highlight those conversations those stats those highlights that have already been circulating so much so really there's no one we would rather be doing a rookie of the year campaign for than Lamelo Ball. no question about it I mean he has been incredible and you know I have been I would say fairly outspoken often angry about the uh, Kia rookie ladder early in the season it was because they were not just putting Lamelo at one anytime they would take him off one I thought it was nuts so I would get upset about that lately I did not like the disrespect that came with him being put sixth even though I understood the argument of it just being a placeholder while he was injured. Didn't like it, but I guess I could somewhat, some way understand it. The latest wrinkle was they put him at fifth when he got healthy again, and that just infuriated me because it's insulting to my intelligence. But now I have lately, when asked about it, kind of become resigned to the fact that it is a statistical award. Anthony Edwards is averaging far more points per game than LaMelo is. You know, recently he's had a run of back-to-back 25-plus point games. He's going to continue to push his point-per-game total. Hopefully LaMelo does the same, but if you look at it strictly off scoring, Anthony Edwards has an advantage that it's going to be very difficult, if not impossible, for LaMelo to overcome in that category. And yet, I think last night's performance might be a game-changer. I think it might be something that pushes LaMelo over the top because as great as Anthony Edwards' scoring is, He is not an efficient scorer. He tends to take somewhere around 20 shots per game to get his numbers, where meanwhile, the Hornets rookie LaMelo Ball, in addition to making everyone around him better and having these eye-popping highlights and assists every single night, you know, he scored 23 last night on 7 of 16 shooting, 3 of 5 from 3. He's the far more efficient of the two players. 
And LaMelo, you know, he, he made these winning plays. Last night, a great example. He's a plus six in the plus minus column. There's a lot of nights where Anthony Edwards is a minus eight, a minus 17. He was a minus 39 one time. You know, like the impact on winning normally doesn't come in as a factor for rookie of the year. More and more, it feels like it should. For me and for, I think, a lot of people, a huge factor is their impact on winning and their impact on the team as a whole. And I would say just even in this short period of time that he has been on our team, you have seen an incredible shift in the attitude on the court in terms of just the energy, the the drive to keep fighting no matter what. We've always had a team that's never wanting to give up, but when LaMelo is out there, you just notice a change in the energy. People are excited. People are excited to pass even more so than ever. It's contagious. Whatever he brings to the floor, he makes everyone else want to step up their game just that much more. He makes everyone else want to be even more so aware of what's going on around them because at any given moment, LaMelo could be passing them the ball for an incredible play. So, you know, you, you even noticed that early in the season. The players had to get used to playing with LaMelo because everything he did felt so instinctive, but also almost always worked out even when you felt like, a play he made was kind of wild, um, and and the team picked up on it really quickly. And I think that that's something that can't be taught, and it's something that I don't see in any other rookie. None that I've seen either. Lamelo Ball, another virtuoso performance. I'll use my SAT word again: bravura of Lamelo Ball. He is something incredibly special. And last night was one of his masterpieces, helping the Hornets to a 102-99 win. They're now one game below 500, looking to get back to 500 as they return home for a five-game homestand. It's a big one, but it's one that's going to come with some new challenges. We'll talk about those next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, the buzz is building. For season ticket packages for the 2021-2022 season, call 704-HORNETS or visit hornets.com to chat live with a season ticket representative. Lock in your price today. Sam Farber and Diana Biffle here with you on the Hornets Hivecast. Diana, the team had to face a lot of adversity last night to get that 102-99 win, specifically because there were so many injured and absent players. Miles Bridges has entered the health and safety protocols. Generally speaking, that means at least a week-long absence, although as with all of these types of absences, we are more or less left in the dark. That is intentional. Let's just assume it is what most of these health and safety protocols result in, and that would be at least a week-long absence. He was out, P.J. Washington, out for personal reasons last night. The hope is that he will be back relatively short order. Gordon Hayward remains out, but there's some more optimism at least that he's out of the boot and starting to put some weight on the foot. We'll see what his timeline ends up being. Cody Martin out with a left ankle sprain. No idea at this stage how long that's going to take. And Devontae Graham was out due to right knee discomfort. Second time in the last three games that he has missed a contest. We'll see how long it takes him to get back. All in all, it adds up to a ton of injured and absent players putting a lot of pressure and strain on this roster. And as good as the win was last night over Detroit, I think it says something that the team had to go down to the wire 
against a Pistons team that is now 19-47, and 47, has lost four in a row, and is essentially trying to race to the bottom right now. The fact that it was so close illustrates just how banged up this Hornets team is. What do you see as the best way to overcome this other than just hoping that the teams that are chasing you don't take advantage of a situation? I think it's doing exactly what the team did last night and having absolutely everyone on the team contribute as much as possible. I think we need people to continue to step up. We need the role players to step up. And, you know, when when one player may be down or if someone that we typically can count on for a lot of scoring, like Terry has a night where he's not scoring as much, we need someone else to pick that up. So I think this team has shown time and time again that any given night, someone who you don't expect to can hit 26 points out of nowhere. I know that we have that in a lot of our players. And so I just think we're going to have everyone is on the bench. Everyone starting is going to have to be ready. And anybody could start any given night. And that's something I think this team knows. So I think just always being ready and continuing to play team ball. This isn't going to fall in one person's lap. This is going to be an entire team effort the rest of the way this season. It does change a little bit how we view the at least the first part, I think, of this upcoming homestand. Hornets are going to start it off tomorrow night against the Chicago Bulls. We'll, of course, have our preview podcast for you tomorrow. Then on night two of a back-to-back, take on Orlando and follow that up Sunday with a game against New Orleans. After that, Denver and the L.A. Clippers come to town before the team goes to New York and Washington. Let's put those four aside, the last four, because it's roughly a week from now. We really don't know what some of the injuries are going to look like. So it's too far out to make any assumptions. Let's just put those aside. Looking at Chicago, I've heard a lot of media members and and social media people say that Chicago should be a win because the Bulls are basically out of it at this point. They are on their last legs. They are currently four games back of the number 10 position with very few games left to play. But I don't believe they'll be eliminated on Thursday. So they're still going to have something to play for. Zach Levine is supposed to return. And if you take a closer look... Even though they've lost four in a row, those losses are to Philadelphia, Atlanta, Milwaukee, and the Knicks. So those are really, really good teams that they have fallen to. I don't think there's any shame in taking those losses. Quite frankly, the Hornets have taken each and every one of those losses on the season. So a rough schedule for the Bulls, but all of it amounts to this. I think you look at that game as even more of a challenge for the Hornets now after all of these injuries. Absolutely. I don't think we can go into any game thinking that it's going to be easy. And I'm not super concerned about our team having the mentality because we never have. And and Coach JB creates a culture where every game is important. Every play is important. So I do think that that mentality of, you know, go out there like it's a playoff game. It doesn't matter who you're playing. I think that we need to keep that. We need to keep that chip on our shoulder and, and keep grinding that's I mean it's just going to have to take a lot of hard work and I know this team is so exhausted with this condensed schedule and they're just going to have to lean on one another and and make it happen and not relax just yet some good news at least for the Hornets one of the teams chasing them the Indiana Pacers is really reeling right now Uh, the Pacers do have a lot of home games coming up but quite frankly they've been terrible at home this year they've been a better road team than home team and in the last three weeks their overall record is 5-7. and seven. Here are the five wins, Diana. They beat Houston. They beat Oklahoma City twice. 
they beat Detroit, and they beat Orlando. That's it. So they're not exactly beating the Blue Bloods of the Eastern Conference right now. They're, they're scraping together wins wherever they, you know, whenever they basically run into a team that's trying to lose, it would seem, based off how they've been playing lately. So even though they've got a lot of home games on this schedule and some teams near the bottom still like Cleveland and Sacramento uh, coming up for them, uh, I don't know that you'd say that Indiana is the power that's really going to threaten the Hornets right now. Charlotte holds a one-game lead in the loss column, but they do hold the tiebreaker against Indiana, so that's essentially a two-game lead over Indiana. The other team to be concerned about is the Washington Wizards, whom the Hornets also hold the tiebreaker against. That is a two-game gap in the loss column, which essentially amounts to three. Now, Washington is playing much better, and there is a head-to-head matchup still ahead, but overall... I don't think quite yet is the time to panic about Washington. But the injuries and absences, they don't help anything. Hopefully there will be good news in the next 24 to 48 hours to help give the Hornets some surer footing looking ahead. If nothing else, Diana, it's going to make the next two weeks very interesting. You know, I'm grateful that we've got this homestand coming up because, like you said, I think we don't have to be as hopefully not we don't have to be as concerned about a couple of these teams but at the same time we're also taking on the nuggets the clippers the pelicans the knicks so i'm glad that for some of these games coming up we can be home the the guys can hopefully get some rest whenever possible not flying back and forth we've got a home stand where they can go home to their families get some sleep get some rest get their practice in um, and and just be as prepared as possible. And, you know, fingers crossed we can keep injuries, further injuries at bay and get the squad healthy again. It further illustrates how big last night's win was for Charlotte. They take it 102-99 to over Detroit, back in the win column again. That's two out of the last three that have been winners for Charlotte, and they're one step closer to clinching a spot in the play-in tournament. Magic number is now down to three. Diana Biffle, Charlotte Hornets manager of social media, thank you so much for joining us again here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for having me. And thanks to all of you for tuning in as well. A reminder, we'll have our preview podcast for you tomorrow, getting you set for Hornets versus Chicago. We'll likely talk injury news and anything else that comes across as a hot topic. Till then, for everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us today on the Hornets Hivecast and in the words of LaMelo Ball. Thank you. Have a good day. Wear your mask. Thanks for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.